want Brother Hilton to come. I want him just to obey the Holy Ghost. Preach to me. Amen. God bless you. Take your liberty. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. Man, it sure feels good in the house of the Lord tonight. Why don't we just lift our hands to him one more time. Let's worship him. Hallelujah. Let's take advantage of this opportunity that we have in his presence. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, not holding anything back. Jesus, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody, lift up your voice unto the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy, Savior. Hallelujah, nobody can do it for you. Amen, the praise is yours to Him. Amen, it's a gift from you to Him. Amen. I can't ask Brother Nelson with all the way that he worships. He can't do it for me. I've got to do it. I come to church to praise his name. I've come to church tonight to magnify him because he alone is worthy. He reached down, way down, just to save a wretch like me. I'm thankful to him. Oh, somebody thank God for what he's done for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, we may as well have church tonight. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 and 19 as a text. Amen, I want to say, how good to see Chad. It's good to see you, my friend. And uh, Brother Glenn, good to see you again tonight. I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord with his faithful saints of God. Man, it just feels good in the Holy Ghost tonight. I believe the Lord spoke to me about this service, and I want to try and share that with you. And... Uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 18 through 19. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind. He said, To set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Why don't you lay down your Bibles and ask the Lord to anoint your minds, your hearts, anoint my lips and my mind. Amen. To be able to convey what the Lord has placed on my heart. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity. Worship your name, Jesus, for your presence. It's in this house tonight. Pray, Lord, that you Hallelujah, 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 amen, you can be seated, I want to preach tonight on this subject, 
the year of promise. Pastor Riggin, at the beginning of this year, has already designated the year for us. Amen. And in that designation, in that setting forth the vision as a church, he, again, I'll just remind you that he asked us to obtain our own vision for this year. And, as, and, and hopefully you take that seriously, that you ask the Lord to speak to you and to lead you for this year, to not just to go aimlessly through the year 2020, amen, but we have a purpose, church, we have a goal. Before this year is up, before 2022 is up, amen, you ought to have a goal and a vision and a desire to accomplish something for God. Amen. I don't have to tell you this, but I'll remind you that, amen, time is wrapping up. Amen. It's not too much longer before we will see the return of our Lord and Savior. Amen. And we only have a little bit of time left to accomplish what he has called us to do. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you'll ride with me for a little bit, I want to try to accomplish what he's appointed me to do tonight. Amen. In in the Old Testament, we, uh, I read a, a, probably a familiar passage of Scripture to most in this room. Amen. Jesus, I mean, quoting the prophet Isaiah. We'll get to that in just a little while. But the sabbatical year, it, in my mind, and, and, and I'll try to prove this to you over the course of the next few moments, but, the sabbat- but I believe that what Jesus was doing was something that was symbolized. The Bible talks about the Old Testament being a schoolmaster for us. And uh, I believe Jesus, I believe the, the, the symbolism that was going on in this passage of Scripture, the fulfillment of what Jesus was doing in the Scripture is extremely powerful and applies to the truth, church, uh, in this service tonight. Amen. Words aren't in the Bible just because they're pretty and they're eloquent, but they have a purpose. Every word, amen, is specific, amen, and can be applicable to your life. Amen. The sabbatical year uh, or the year of Sabbath occurred every seven years, amen, in the Old Testament regarding, amen, the the Jewish nation. And in the seventh year, Jews were commanded to allow the land to rest, amen. They weren't permitted to sow anything into the land nor harvest anything that the land may have grown of its own accord. Amen. The year was intended to allow the land to rest and recuperate from the previous years of labor. And any nutrients that were produced from itself uh, would go back into itself and make it that much more fruitful when the seed goes into the ground on the next year. Amen. Leviticus chapter 25 tells us about these commandments. Verse 3. Amen. Six years thou shalt sow thy field. And six years thou shalt prune thy vineyard, and gather in the fruit thereof. But in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of rest unto the land, a Sabbath for the Lord. Thou shalt neither sow thy field, nor prune thy vineyard. That which groweth of its own accord of thy harvest thou shalt not reap, neither gather the grapes of the vineyard uh, of the vine undressed, uh, for it is a year of rest unto the land." Amen. But what happens in that seventh year? Amen. Were the children of God just to go starving and hungry? Absolutely not. God had taken that, amen, into account. And in verse 20, amen, he tells us what he did about those uh, years where the land would rest. If ye shall say, verse 20 of Leviticus 25, what shall we eat? 
the seventh year. Behold, we shall not sow nor gather in our increase. Then I will command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and it shall bring forth her fruit for three years. Not just uh, the normal produce for one year, not just the produce for two years, uh, but if you think about it, amen, the year seven, there's no seed going into the ground. And during that time, uh, that seed would normally have been used for the next year. So not only would the year six fruit have to supply for year seven, Amen. But it would also have to supply for year eight uh, and on into year nine before they had to start reaping uh, from the produce uh, of year eight. All right. Amen. We're going somewhere. Just bear with me for a moment. And uh, amen. Hopefully I can slow down just a tad. And, uh, and so, verse 29, Then I will command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and, and it shall bring forth fruit for three years. And ye shall sow the eighth year, and eat yet of old fruit until the ninth year. Until her fruits come in, ye shall eat of the old store. Not only would the land get its rest, uh, but also the creditors, amen, and the credit, amen, that they would acquire over time throughout those seven years, uh, amen, those credits and debts uh, would then be released. In Deuteronomy chapter 15, verses 1 through 2, at the end of every seven years, thou shalt make a release. And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor that lendeth aught unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor or of his brother because it is called the Lord's release. And not only would the land get its rest, not only would those who were in debt receive, amen, their credit back to them, amen, but they would be reminded of the law. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 10 through 11, and Moses commanded them, saying, at the end of every seven years, in the solemnity of the year of release, in the Feast of Tabernacles, when all Israel is come to appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Amen. Every seven years, amen, the scripture was read before their hearing. Amen. The law of God in its entirety, amen, the entire congregation would sit down, amen, and they would go through the law of God to be reminded, amen, of the promises and the expectations of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, bear with me for just a moment. Uh, Amen. I want to just uh, put in your memory just briefly, amen, right now that the Lord has not only placed upon the truth church uh, very specific expectations, uh, but he's also given us uh, many precious promises, uh, amen, and I want to recall, amen, to your mind some of those uh, promises. I don't know specifics that God has given to any individual here, but I know as a church, uh, amen, God has set before us uh, an open door, amen, that we should take advantage of such precious promises oh somebody help me tonight hallelujah amen and beyond just these uh, recurring seven years amen this was amen God is not just uh, just specific and God is not just consistent amen every seven years just a revolving process but God is persistent Amen. He has a purpose with his consistency. 
Amen. It's not just abstract uh, ideas and calendars and days and hours passing by. Amen. But he has a purpose, Brother Goff. Uh, amen. Every season of our life. Uh, amen. As we go and live through, through our life for God, uh, he has a very specific purpose that at the end of this season, amen, it will be revealed. Uh, those promises that you've been given, you will receive. Uh, he is a promiser. I said he is a promiser. And he's persistent. Hallelujah. I mean, this isn't in my notes. But child of God, don't forget the promises. Don't you forget his promises. Hallelujah. 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 Beyond the years of Sabbath, which occurred, of course, every seven years, as we just described, there is... The Sabbath of Sabbaths. And every 49 years, when you take seven and multiply it by seven, you, you arrive at the number 49. And that 49th year was just like all of the other years of Sabbath. Land would have a year of rest. Your credits and debts are returned to those who needed them. And the word of God was read again. But the year of Jubilee was year 50. And not only was it another year of rest for land. So the year it was able to... Amen, the, the land was able, and, and the Bible says specifically the reason that God required this of the people of God was that, that it was because it was God's land. He was basically giving it to them on loan, and that they were, they were husbandmen, they were keepers of his property. Amen. And so he had very specific rules and very consistent expectations of how they should take care of his property. And if they would do it for, for seven sets of seven years, then on the 50th year, everything would reset. It was designated as the year of Jubilee. And then it would be a year of Jubilee. Hallelujah. Amen. In addition, amen, to these reoccurring sabbatical years, the rest of land, the, the release from debts and the reading of Scripture, the reminding of God's promises. Uh, amen. The seventh sabbatical year, there would be an additional year of rest uh, for land. Amen. The 49th year would be just like the previous sabbatical years for the land. However, the 50th year would not just be another Sabbath, uh, but it would be, amen, a year of jubilee. It's not just a year of rest. Somebody hear what I'm saying tonight. Amen. It's not just a year, amen, of waiting for those fruits and labors to replenish the earth. Amen. It's not just a year, amen, to sit back on our haunches, amen, and enjoy the fruit, amen, of our labors from year six. But this is a series. This is a, an elongated process, which at the end of, if we're consistent, if we're faithful, the year of Jubilee would come. 
And then verse 8 of Leviticus chapter 25, and thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee. Seven times seven years, and the space of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. Then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. There wasn't an individual in the land of God, in the land that God had promised. There wasn't one person, one inhabitant of that land, whether citizen or sojourner, whether whether child of God or a foreigner. Amen. It didn't matter who your name was. You knew that on the 10th day of the seventh month, the year of Jubilee would commence. Amen. It wasn't something that happened. Amen. And under a tree somewhere or hidden in a room. Amen. But it was, amen, sounded upon trumpets all throughout the land. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, amen, to what the year of Jubilee would be. Amen. It was at the end of the day of atonement. That's what, amen, the tenth day of the seventh month, Yom Kippur, was. Amen. It was a day, amen, to reflect on the previous year, those sins, amen, and the process of atonement. And once you have obeyed, and once you had been obedient to that process, at the end of the day, Amen. Somebody would take out that old horn. I asked Pastor if we could uh, borrow his shofar. I don't know if he's made a decision yet or not, but amen. I'll let him make that call maybe at the end of service. And maybe one of you young men pay attention to your pastor. He might tell you to go run and grab it. Amen. But I'll leave that one up to him. Amen. But, but it was the signal. Stop your grieving. Stop looking in the rear view mirror. Stop looking over your shoulder. It's time to look ahead. This is now a new year. No longer, amen, retribution, amen, and contrition. Amen, all that has its time and place. It's no longer, amen, a time for atonement. You've already repented and you've already been forgiven. Amen, it's now time, Brother Jerome, for you to stand up and look ahead. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 On the day of atonement, verse 9, shall ye make the trumpet sound throughout all the land. Verse 10, and ye shall hallow that 50th year and proclaim liberty. Didn't matter, Brother Goff. What your station in life was in year six. <laughs> or even, I, I really should say this is actually the conclusion of year seven because right after, this is the 49th year. But they'd gone through cycle after cycle after cycle. And, and, and I'll get here in just a moment, but a part of the year of Jubilee was if a man became poor, 
somehow mismanaged his finances and made poor decisions during that time. And he had to sell his own property throughout this 50-year window. They would take the amount of property, count the number of years remaining until the year of Jubilee, and that would designate the price for the property. He would then use that property and sell it. And he would earn to himself whatever he needed if he had a debt or a bill or anything like that that had to be paid. But if a man had gotten in so much trouble, he had the option of selling himself. And the same calculation would apply. That if I would sell myself at year one, there's 49 years left until Jubilee. And so my value is worth more. But as time goes on, if I sell myself at year 15, you take that off the top. And that is the amount that I'm worth at this time. But you have to understand that the year of Jubilee was more than just the release of credit and more than just the release of, of, of debts. But it was the restoration of property to families. Whatever was yours belongs to you again. <laughs> Didn't matter, Brother Josh, if you had to sell it to pay the debt. Your debt's paid, but you also get that property back. The, the year of Jubilee, if, if you had wrapped your whole family up in slavery, as it were, sold your family just to pay some debts and, and try to get out from under, I mean, the crunch, uh, year 50 came around, and the Bible says that him and his family would be returned to their clan and their tribe. Amen. Their whole family would return into their father's properties and possessions. The Bible calls it the law of either reconciliation or restitution. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to recall it and I didn't write it down. You can read it in Leviticus chapter 25. I think it's recon No, it's restitution. Hang on a second. I'll tell you. That way we don't. The law of redemption. It is the law of redemption. Amen. When you couldn't pay the price for yourself. Amen. God instituted this law, this process. That no matter if you didn't have enough money, if your family wasn't wealthy enough, if you got all the way down into this, this place, this place of debt and, 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 and no doubt depression. Because now I've lost all my property. I, and 50 years is a long time. Once you sell that, that's a majority of somebody's life. And if, if you have to sell off at the beginning, you may die before before jubilee comes before redemption comes but it was there the process was there and god wouldn't allow amen and and, and so and so 
Amen. That year of Jubilee meant more than just a, a monetary gain, but it was a restoration of re- relationships. It was a restoration of families. Amen. Re- reacquainting yourself with your father's possessions and, and the things that were uh, her- hereditary, that were part of, I mean, that were inheritance, that were uh, passed down from generation to generation. Amen. Those precious valuables, those things that you sold off. Uh, amen. They, they may have meant something more to you than the, the monetary value that it got you when you sold it off at the beginning of the year. I mean, uh, uh, the beginning of that window, I mean, until Jubilee. But you are re, I mean, you are re, uh, you reacquire those things that you sold off. Amen. Hallelujah. And when that sound would be made throughout the land, I could imagine, perhaps as one man was kneeling there thinking about all the things that he's done wrong over the past seven, six, six or seven years, over the past window of time. But maybe at that point he'd realize, oh, wait, this is, we're getting ready to begin the year of Jubilee. That means, that means that I can go home again. I can be restored to my family. My, my children don't have to work like this anymore. We can go back home. And not only was it a year of rest, but it was, as I mentioned a moment ago, and and the scripture mentions, it was a proclamation of liberty. Being set free from bondage. Sometimes, Brother Goff, bondage that you put yourself into. It could have been inherited from, from daddy who had to sell off and he passed away and, and now you were just born into this bondage. But, but some, in some cases, it was men who sold themselves into bondage. But no matter what put you there, no matter what circumstances it was that caused you to be placed or be in this condition Amen. When that trumpet sounded, all of those problems, all of the bondage, all of the situations that were holding you down no longer applied anymore. Amen. All of the debt that you had, all of the pain that you were going through, amen, it all, amen, fell off. Some, I'm sure for some, it was an emotional liberty. Amen. I'm sure for some, amen, it was a financial liberty. But for all, amen, it was a proclamation of liberty. Hallelujah. No wonder, amen, they should hallow that 50th year because they were set free. Amen. Throughout all of the land unto all inhabitants thereof. I'm on verse 10. It shall be, amen, a jubilee unto you. Ye shall return every man unto his possession. And ye shall return every man unto his family. And you can read the rest of that scripture. Amen. Similar to the previous Sabbath years. In the year of jubilee, amen, they wouldn't sow. And they wouldn't harvest. Amen. But it was more than that. Amen. It was more than just a release from debt. Amen. And they were set free. 
Hallelujah. Amen. How it was to be proclaimed, Matthew Henry says, uh, with the sound of trumpet in all parts of the country. Amen. According to verse 5, both to give notice to all persons of it and to express their joy and triumph in it. And the word jubile or jubilee is supposed to signify some particular sound of the trumpet distinguishable from any other. Amen. I wonder... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If there's anybody, amen, in this place tonight, uh, perhaps who have sold themselves, uh, amen, into uh, some form of bondage. Uh, I wonder, amen, if anybody under the sound of my voice uh, can relate uh, to some of these Jews, uh, amen, on the year 49, uh, on the seventh month uh, and the tenth day, uh, amen, they just feel like uh, life has handed it to them, that they can't make ends meet. Amen. That they're a failure and that they can't make, amen. They can't fix their problems. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody hear me tonight. I've got a word for you. I've got a message for you. Amen. That you have entered into the year of Jubilee. Hallelujah. 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 The good thing about year 2022 is that we don't have to wait until year 49 is over. We don't have to wait until ceremonies are concluded. Hey, I said you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. All you have to do is pull out that trumpet. And make the sound, make the declaration, amen, the proclamation of liberty and say, God, amen, we heard it this morning, amen, send Judah up first, amen, once you have repented of all of your sins, once you've you've come down, amen, to these white painted altars and said, God, I'm sorry for the things that I've done, I, I regret those things, I don't want to do them again, you make atonement, amen, you get forgiveness you no longer have to wallow around amen in those muddled thoughts you don't have to wallow around amen in that position in that condition amen but you can stand up and declare liberty amen you can declare liberty it's a year of jubilee I feel like preaching to somebody right now. Amen. I want you to understand, amen, that even though your friend may be bound, even though your friend may be tied up in all of this stuff, you don't have to be. You've entered into a promised land. You've entered into a land of promise. You you have entered into, amen, a new year, a new time frame, amen, a new opportunity. Somebody hear me to church. Let's pray right now. Amen. This has got to get to to where God wants it to be. Amen. And I can't do it on my own. Amen. Somebody needs to get under a burden. I want to ask you, what if it's you? I mean, what if it was you bound by those things? You remember the day? You remember the time you made your way down to an altar? 
Come on, put yourself in that place again in your mind and pray for somebody. And then ask God. Hey, we're entering into a year of promise. This is not just another year. This is not just another time. 2022 is not going to be like 2021. Well, Brother Jared, you don't know. You don't have a clue. You don't know where I've been in 2020. I don't care where you've been in 2021. I don't care where you've been in 2020. I don't care what happened in 2019. You tell me, you tell me what you've done, and I'm going to show you a God who can forgive. You tell me where you've been, and I'll show you a God who can deliver you. You tell me what the devil took you through, and I'll show you a God who's more powerful. Amen. He has all power in heaven and in earth. Amen. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what kind of financial situations you have. Somebody ought to proclaim liberty, liberty, restoration, even restoration. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, you can be seated. I don't have time, amen, to go through the details of the story. Amen, but, amen, many of you may or may not know, I'll try to briefly relay the major points. Nation, amen, of Judah was sent into exile, to captivity. Because of their disobedience. It didn't matter how many times the law was read. It didn't matter how many jubilees they went through. I mean, they neglected to obey. And because of that, you could read about it. Amen. How the Lord judged them. Sent them into captivity. And the opening text that I read for you tonight, Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus was actually quoting a prophecy in the Old Testament by a man by the name of Isaiah. Isaiah 61. And I don't know Isaiah tried, Jeremiah tried to preach to Judah, to tell them what would happen if they wouldn't, if they would, that God would have mercy on them, that God would forgive them, that God would restore them if they would obey. But they neglected over and over and over and over. So judgment came as the prophets said it would. And, and I don't know if this prophecy is specifically tied to this 
Because we do know, because of what Jesus said in his recitation of this passage, that he was the direct fulfillment of this prophecy. However, I think there is some correlation based on the words that are in the prophecy. In fact, several commentators have made that uh, made the statement that this prophecy was an allusion to specifically the year of Jubilee. That the terms that he was using would call to memory, call to the minds of those Jews that year of Jubilee. <clears throat> and what would happen on the year of Jubilee. You've got to understand the year of Jubilee was not just another year of rest. It probably was an emotional time. Probably was a time, amen, that... They looked back on fondly. No doubt they probably had stories about it. I remember when this person, he had gone so far down, but year of Jubilee came around and he came back home and he took what he learned and made something new. Amen. Totally changed the course of his family and created a future much brighter. Amen. Maybe there, maybe there's, I'm just, using my imagination if you will let me here tonight. But what I don't believe is my imagination, I think is, is really a, a connection. There is a connection here because of what uh, Isaiah said. <clears throat> he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, Isaiah, the prophet. I am prophesying. I, I am the prophet, and I'm speaking in this scripture, Isaiah 61 and 1. Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Isaiah, because the Lord hath anointed me. To preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim, to proclaim and this is specifically where commentators think that he's alluding to the year of Jubilee, that to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Of course, the year of Jubilee would be acceptable to the people of God. They would look forward to this year. He goes on to say in the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort. To comfort all that mourn. I'm proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord. So that it would comfort those that are mourning. There's a day coming, Brother Josh. In the future. There's there, that, that great year. Everybody has so many stories about. But that wonderful year, amen, to comfort those that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old wastes, they shall raise up, Former desolations. Do you understand how I'm making the connection? They've sold off their property. And perhaps they've become dilapidated by those uh, who had purchased them. Uh, perhaps. And again, I'm just using my imagination here. But, but 
now once they return, they build again the old wastes. They raise up, amen, again, the former desolations. They shall repair the wasted cities, uh, the desolations of many generations. And the strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. And the sons of the alien shall be your plowmen, amen, your vine dress. You understand that in some situations, Scripture actually, amen, uh, uh, in Leviticus 25, the Lord was making provision, amen, so that those children of Israel, those children, those Jews could sell themselves even to sojourners to people who are not people of God and so the point that Isaiah was making is that you would make them your plow your uh, the men that were running the plows and and they would work for you and no longer the other way around strangers shall stand and feed your flocks the sons of the alien shall be your plowmen your vine dressers but ye shall be named the priests of the Lord Men shall call you the ministers of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall ye boast yourselves. For your shame ye shall have double. And for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land they shall possess the double. Everlast, everlasting joy shall be unto them. For I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offering. And I will direct their work in truth. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Amen. Of course, this is, amen, the prophet looking forward into the New Testament, talking about, amen, the new covenant that the Lord would give to us. Amen. And then verse 9 goes on, and their seed shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the the people all that see them shall acknowledge them that they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my soul shall be joyful in my God for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation he hath covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments and as a bride adorneth herself with jewels for as the earth bringeth forth her bud and as the garden causeth the things that are sown in it to spring forth so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all nations. Amen. I've, I've heard double preaching going on in the past before where the Lord is speaking to more than just one audience. And I think that's what was happening perhaps in this passage of Scripture. Amen. No doubt this prophecy... Amen. was looking forward into the New Testament time period when the Messiah would come and bring glad tiny tidings to a dark world. Amen. But I believe that also Isaiah's prophecy would correlate with that year of Jubilee and remind the, the Jews what the Lord had promised them. Hallelujah. Pastor has pointed out specifically in some of his lessons through the Bible that because the land is the Lord's, that the judgment would be until she kept her Sabbath. The length of time would be needed to do that would be 70 years. And 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verse 21, to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths for as long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill threescore and ten years. Amen. That was the purpose, scripturally. That was the reason why they were sent to exile. All those Years of Sabbaths that they neglected. All the years of rest that they neglected. And therefore, all the years of Jubilee that they perhaps neglected. The Lord said, I'm going to get what I asked from them. I'm going to get that from them. And so he sent them to exile. Babylonians took them. And now the land is laying at rest for 70 years. <clears throat> 
Jesus stepped to the, wherever he was standing, they gave him the scroll, Isaiah 61, in Luke chapter 4, and verse 18, our opening text. Just as Isaiah was authorized to declare the liberty to the captive Jews, Jesus declared that he is authorized to take on the role of the preacher. Amen. And the prophet. Amen. And preach good tidings to the meek, to the penitent, to the humble, to the poor in spirit, to them tidings of a redeemer who would be indeed, who would indeed bring good tidings, pure gospel, faithful sayings, amen, worthy of acceptation. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus spoke, spoke and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath anointed me to preach to the, the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, amen, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. It's so much more now. Amen. Just like the year of Jubilee was so much better than the year of Sabbath. Amen. The year of Jubilee was exponentially better. Amen. To the year of Sabbath. Amen. But the year that the Lord was preaching about that day in that synagogue. Amen. Was preaching about a year. Amen. That was so much greater than even amen the year of Jubilee. Hallelujah. Amen. As we've heard of late, he just gets exceedingly greater. Church, amen, we are sitting in such a opportune place I don't want to look back we've done enough looking back we've already amen, made necessary atonement I hearken back to elder uh, Savala's preaching amen that that uh, that the Lord was pleased with our church don't forget what things the Lord has said to us and as pastor, amen, has uh, labored, amen, to to uh, share with us what Elder Davis had and, and then Brother Mays came through and confirmed amen, uh, in such a uh, miraculous way amen, I want to just confirm tonight, amen, to the best of my ability, amen, that the year 2022 is such a year of promise and I want to say, amen, with all of my might and all of my power, what Jesus said in verse 21, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Amen, don't sit by, amen, waiting for revival to come. You're sitting in revival. We ought to take uh, this spirit with us uh, and go preach, uh, amen, the gospel to the poor. We ought to go and heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance, uh, amen, to the captive. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, I'm getting ready to close here tonight. Hallelujah. Jesus went on to say, verse 22, all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. They said, is not this Joseph's son? They knew who Jesus 
was as a boy. And they were astonished. They were shocked at what he was saying. Their initial responses kind of betrayed them because they wondered, the Bible says, at his gracious words. There's something different about Jesus now. There's something authoritative about what he's saying. He's not just saying eloquent words, but there's a grace, there's a strength behind it. Somebody hear me tonight. Jesus wasn't just another rabbi standing behind, amen, another pulpit, amen, unrolling another scroll, amen, and giving another speech, amen. But he stood there and said, this is the day that this prophecy is fulfilled in your ears. And they wondered at his gracious words. And and he said unto them, you will surely say unto me this proverb, physician, Heal thyself. Jesus knew, even though that they were betrayed by their initial response, that they would doubt. Physician, heal yourself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also in your country. But I tell you of a truth, Jesus responds to them. Many widows were in Israel. And the days that Elias or Elijah. When the heaven was shut up three years and six months. When great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of the others. None of them was Elijah sent. Save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon. Unto a woman that was a widow. A widow just like everybody else. All the other, what was different about this widow in Sarepta? What was different about this precious old lady? Amen. What was, I'll tell you what was different. She was different than all the other Jews because she would obey what the man of God had to say. Elijah, amen, walked into her room and said, bake me a cake. And she said, okay, I'm going to the cupboard. Even though I don't have enough for myself or for my son, I'm going to give you what I have left. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Jesus goes on to respond to these folks and he says, verse 27, and many lepers were in Israel in the time that Elias, or Elisha, Elias, or Elisha, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman, the Syrian. Now, why was this leper cleansed we know the story if if you if you don't he struggled a little bit initially man of God said go dip yourself seven times in Jordan and he said Jordan don't you know who I am but then he got to looking in a mirror and said yeah it's either Jordan or this junk it's either Jordan or this nasty leprosy. And he decided that obedience was better than going home the same way that he came. The reason 
that Elijah went to the widow in Sarepta. And the reason that Elisha, amen, was able to speak to Naaman, amen, and he responded correctly was because of their obedience. No doubt it was difficult for them to obey. I'm not neglecting that fact. And no doubt it could be hard for you. Amen, musicians, if you're ready, come on up. It could be difficult for you to put away whatever dispositions you have in your mind, whatever, uh, whatever ideas and, and misconceptions, really. But if you can, just listen to this young, uncouth, novice preacher. I just want to tell you that if you can make it to an altar and repent, make that atonement, and then stand behind the same altar that you repented, throw your hands up, say, God, I'm not looking back anymore, but I'm looking forward. Make that proclamation of liberty. Get beyond your problems. Because he's already gone far beyond your problems. He can take you to where you want to go. He wants to help you. He wants to help me. I'm telling you, friend, I'm not where I want to be. I want to go so much further. I want to get so much closer. I want to get so much more out of this relationship with God. I'm not satisfied. But what I'm preaching to is somebody, amen, who's stuck, amen, stuck looking over your shoulder, stuck looking in the past. And I want to tell you that this is your year. Hallelujah. This is your year of promise. Oh, come on, church, let's stand. Let's pray right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Scripture says in Luke chapter 19, verse 40, He answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Stones would immediately cry out. They don't have the choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. You can obey or disobey. You can can follow what you hear on faith or not. You have a choice. That's the way God made us. Verse 41, he goes on, And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace. If you only knew, if you only knew, him in the things that belong unto thy peace and now they are hid from thine eyes for the days shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round about and keep thee in all. somebody listen to what this young preacher is telling you tonight amen that if you don't respond to the tugging and the pulling of the Holy Ghost it's going to come a day that the trench is going to be thrown round about you and you're going to fall and you're going to fall on your face again and you're going to keep falling you know how I know because I've been there I've tried I've tried to solve the problem myself and my enemies are smarter than me 
They've been at it a long time. The devil has got a few years on me. Amen. But if I immediately cry out like the stones, if I get over myself, just worship him in obedience to his request, to proclaim liberty in my life. Thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now are hid from thine eyes. This doesn't have to be the case. Verse 44, he goes on saying, Shall lay thee even with the ground thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon the other, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. I want to tell you tonight that the Holy Ghost has visited us in this service. His presence is here. I don't know if you can feel Him, but I can still feel Him moving in my heart right now. And I want to tell you that He's not visited us uh, for no reason, but He's come here with a purpose. Uh, I mean, He's come drawing. He's come tugging. I mean, He's come, uh, amen, to visit uh, upon you. Amen, to give you peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to open up these altars tonight. <laughs> Spirit of the Lord is in this place. What you're feeling right now is the Holy Ghost. Amen. He's trying, amen, to change you. He wants to help you. He wants to, to wash away all those things. He wants to, amen, to make you different. Amen. The number of times that you tried on your own, amen, you can't do it yourself. But if you yield to Him, if you obey Him, if you do what He asks you to do, amen, then you can walk out of this place different. Just like Naaman. Just like the widow at Sarepta. Amen. She now, amen, she had, amen, enough flour, amen, to sustain her through the famine. And I want to tell you that God will give you plenty, amen, to make it through the next famine in your life. Amen. If you, could, if you would respond to Him. Hallelujah. Come on, it's the year of promise, church. It's the year of promise. Come on, let's respond to the Holy Ghost. These altars are open. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.